This is going to be the best part of 2020 is putting strip mine discussions to rest. We did that. that that's really going to happen <laughs> this year. <laughs> How's it going, team? Welcome to another episode of the Pitcast. We're recording again from our new and improved digs in Bob's uh, in Bob's fortress here. It's me, Carter, the MTG Meatball. You can call me whatever you want, actually. I'm joined once again by my good friend, Matt Moss. Happy New Year. Um, very happy to introduce our boy, Andy McDougal. Fans of the podcast will probably recognize his name, but we finally get him on. Hello. And for those of you who think that the pitcast is just the <laughs> the random mumblings of Chicago players completely obstinate and stuck in their ways, no more. <laughs> We're joined by uh, Mike Van Dyke here from uh, from the coast. We've gone coastal, baby. <laughs> That's right. How you doing? Um, I'm all right, man. Really, really happy to have you here. Did you? So you celebrated? So last night was New Year's Eve for mm-hmm. to. Timestamp for posterity. Yep. What did uh, what did you guys do? Uh, pretty boring, actually. Because well, I'm, <laughs> I'm usually here visiting family, so it's yeah. hard to like tear myself away from that. You know, I'm, totally. I'm doing that today, obviously. But uh, so I have to sort of, you know, pick and choose. Pick my, your spots. Yeah, exactly. So so I think probably the last I don't know five New Year's Eves have been me just hanging out at my mom's house, which sounds pretty lame. No, honestly, <laughs> my I called my mom last night and she was like, I'm just gonna like, you know, light a fire in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And like I had made all these elaborate plans. I went to see a stand-up show and then I was gonna drop by my friend's restaurant and like give him a bottle of, you know, whiskey or whatever. And then on to like another house plant, you know, house party or this and that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wouldn't mind like just chilling. Just hanging out, right? There's, yeah. I, there's like, a, that sense of peace. I think I'm finally, so I'm approaching 30, I'm 29, and I'm finally getting to that point where I don't feel as much like the world is passing me by and I'm missing out on something mm-hmm. like whenever I don't go out there. Right. And like you can cultivate a sense of peace by being in your own like mm-hmm. space Absolutely. and zone. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've been, I, so I've rented my apartment. Uh, I've, I've, I've been a renter my entire life. Um, and my bedroom has always been this very stark, like utilitarian space. I don't spend a lot of time in my bedroom. I'm always out. Mm. And very recently, I've been making plans to actually paint it mm. and like build shelves and actually make it a little bit more of like a nest. And it's like the first time I'm like, I'm actually getting older because I care about like my space and, and my zone. So I'm just gonna pat myself on the back for that. Not that not that I've done it yet. I've just made plans. What's your Chicago uh, connection? Oh well, so I I'm from here originally. I was born uh, in in Illinois. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, and uh, I lived here all the way through undergrad, and then uh, I moved to Texas for grad school. I was there for like ten years, and then a couple of years ago, my wife and I moved to to California. That's sweet. So that way, the whole that whole story is actually not all that long. I didn't live too many places, right? Some yeah. people live all over the place, right? But I only been in a couple couple spots i feel like yeah going to going to california certainly seems like uh it well it would be it would be it would be hard to come back <laughs> it'd be hard <laughs> I, I always joke that when i got out there i didn't realize that there was a place that had like just amazing weather 
yeah. at all times. Uh, I was like, oh, this is actually really nice. Uh, you know, because I lived in Illinois, and you get it's actually sort of hot summers, right? And then uh-huh. you get you know the winter scenario sure. that, you, that you know. Actually, this has been really nice this year being here. Overall, right? but, yeah, yeah. But uh, but normally, like I, I think our last year was like minus ten or you know, stuff like that was happening. It's just like I don't really want to live in that. You know, that's does like, the <laughs> humans shouldn't live in that, right? Like, <laughs> does the Illinois person in you though feel a little guilty for how? For how nice you have it, because we take we <laughs> Chicagoans, we have this like grim determination yeah. where it's like we we feel like it like hardens our character because we can endure it. No, I gave that up long ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just on the other side. Yeah, it's it's like, like yeah. And then living in Texas was you know we had 110 degree summers, right? And it right. Was insane. And uh, so, so you put I'm, your time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just yeah. happy to be out of both those scenarios and, and just living in a place. Where it's basically like I don't know 50 to 80 all year round right yeah so it's it's pretty it's pretty nice I, I've, I've enjoyed that the most i mean there's plenty of other things i've enjoyed you know well, actually like one thing i can say that's old school related is you know when i was living in texas there was basically like nobody to play with you know mm. that's what Daniel so, said. Yeah. yeah so so when i when i moved to california just kind of right into the, the bay area you know it, there's a whole group of people i'm like well this is amazing yeah <laughs> so it's I, I feel spoiled in that regard and uh um i think it's part that whole uh like journey that I went through with old school, I think kind of makes me really want to be as much of an ambassador for it as I can, just mm-hmm. because, you know, like growing communities that are local is important. And I didn't have that for a long time. So it was, you know, just kind of be hanging out. And uh, I would joke sometimes that it was like me and like one and a half other guys. You know, so like if I, <laughs> if I gave someone else a deck, then we'd have three people. You totally. Know? Uh, so um, anyway, so it's yeah. funny. We go, I, we have gone back and forth in our feelings about ambassador ship hmm. sometimes you want it to be this secretive club behind mm-hmm. closed doors because it preserves the integrity and, and the magic and that what we're doing is the type of thing where if it truly were available to all it would lose a decent amount of its specialness mm-hmm. and we've seen that with you know as as tournaments get bigger when people play for prizes the problems that have afflicted magic you know poor sportsmanship even cheating mm-hmm. they've sort of crept into our world like especially yeah. last year i feel like we've mm-hmm. seen instances and no need to dive super deep into the specifics but it just speaks to as as something grows and i i always describe it as like a garden of eden phase um you do you do want to curate the experience but also it is important to be an ambassador because i feel like there's people out there who need this game and need the way that we play, as in like our philosophies of, of charity and community, mm-hmm. giving back to the artists who built up the built up the game that we love. Uh, these these principles I think can get can get passed on and it doesn't necessarily have to do with playing with old cards. I've always maintained True. that we could play, you know, whatever block constructed visions and like we would all have a good time, I mm-hmm. think. So yeah, um, were the were the beasts of the bay a a cohesive like w- w- was it a germinating idea by the time you got involved? Oh yeah, it, it? W- it was already going. Uh, I, so I, I missed some of the early days of the formation of it. Uh, I remember just from what other people have told me that at one point there were kind of two groups. Uh, there was yeah, like the actual San Francisco group uh which i think elliot davidoff was kind of spearheading and i think they were called 
the Society of Flying yeah, Men. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. And oh yeah, that's I, right. I remember yeah. That. yeah, and and then eventually I he like was he name. was yeah. It's a cool name, and and eventually it was all kind of just merged into one thing. And uh, um, so, but I missed all that. So I kind of I got there. I got there after Dom actually. Yeah, I remember when Dom left Chicago. It was I was just thinking, well, it's you know, wherever he's gonna go, he's gonna try to start yeah. <laughs> another club and like bring people together. Sure. Because that's you know, just what he does. He mm-hmm. loves to He you just know. likes to be at the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely like one of those unsung heroes, I would say, like like our own Shane Simmons too, who mm-hmm. prefers to stay out of the spotlight and isn't, you know, a loud mouth like some of us. <laughs> uh, and just kind of do the do all the work that's involved in, in actually getting the the ball rolling as opposed to like being one of the talking heads on the sideline like mm. I like to be but anyway um, since it's the first day of a new year I figure it's only appropriate that we talk about um, the year in review not necessarily in as like a like a list or a you know praise or a, or, or a critique but just just to kind of reflect on what's happened and, and what's changed and what people are now excited about. Uh, you know, inaugural, inaugural tournaments that are now the, the, a, a, yearly, a yearly event. We're, we're coming up on, on the second Ursus Chalice, which I'm right. really, really excited mm-hmm. about. But um, you, Andy, I wanted to ask about your experience in going from not knowing about old school, discovering it, getting involved with a group of idiots, and now, you know, <laughs> and now enduring for a life. full year, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you know, enduring a full year. Yeah, I mean, it's really been a pleasure to get involved with you guys over the last year. Um, I think we may have decided that I may be the senior most member of the Lords of Bit. Oh, oh boy, that's exciting. You're older Correct. than Jaco? I, I think I have him beat by a few months. Oh, I believe. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You, you can fact check that to be sure. Well, I think I may be the oldest one here. We'll look, we'll look it up on Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I originally played back in the days of revised Ice Age alliances. I played for about three years, and then I took about a you know 20-year hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really kind of lured back into playing, um, you know, really because of you guys and, and what I was seeing online and, and kind of hearing about. So my first event with the Lords was the Fall Brawl of 2018. And, um, you know, I came out there not really knowing exactly what to expect. Um, but that I was, was a, that was a 95 event. That was correct. regular old school. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That was that was You're my first foray uh, into the Lords was yeah. a 95 event. Yeah. And um, um, I, I do have some memories of Carter stasising me uh, out of a game uh, or two. Um, what I remember about playing you, because it, it was very memorable to me, because you had the very um, uh, enviable quality of having actually having the old cards that you played with as a kid. Yeah. Everyone, t- I think a lot of us try to recreate that experience. Me, I, I didn't even have it, so I, I wish that I had it but you're like no this was my well, like the, the power right like your, your sapphire and your power I, I, oh, had a, well. I had a couple of moxes from back in the day yeah. um, so you know I, I had a decent collection back then but I, I still had never seen a black lotus um, in real life back then sure um, but I had a jazam I had a couple of moxes I had you know a lot of dual lands I had some good cards wow. and um, you know unfortunately I, I made the mistake of, of course selling off a lot of that stuff when I went to college mm-hmm. and um, something made me hold on to a couple decks worth of cards, and you know, fortunately, they held around 20 dual lands, a couple moxes, if you know, a few other good cards, and nice. so I was able to 
you know, pull him out for the fall brawl. And, and it was great. I had a great time. Um, everybody was so welcoming. And, you know, even though I was a relative uh, newbie to the, to the format, um, you know, I had a great time. And it was, it was really enjoyable. And, and kind of tying in with what Carter said about um, curating and whatnot, that was one of the first events where we stopped posting, like, these open online come one, come all type things. And it was mm. like a build, a roster of guys through word of mouth. And Jayco emailed me or talked to me. He's like, hey, this guy, Andy, I, I don't know how you met him or not, or how you met Jayco, but he's like, hey, this guy, Andy, wants to play. I'm like, well, just give him the details, you know, bring him on over, you know? Yeah, I think it was just from sending emails and things like that yeah. and just finding you guys online. That's I, cool. You know, listen to some early podcasts, you know, and that's what lured <laughs> me in. <laughs> and, and that, so that, that triggers a thing that I, uh, a memory that I wanted to point out. So like, we're at Bob's place and this is like, becoming a pure Rogan-esque setup here. Oh, totally. Like, very pro. But, like, those <laughs> early pit casts when it's, like, us drunk huddled around Grant's laptop and, like, the batteries shitting out. And, like, man, those first few episodes were those were rough. We are fighting our way in choppy waters. I know. It makes me think about how all, all of this began, too. Um, I, think, I think we actually do have Grant to, to thank in a big oh, way. I hate to admit which it. Is, which is just the worst. Yeah. To give him to give him credit, but it's true. We we would not be in uh, in Bob's studio without without grants without without the idea without the initial push. I think that's that's what Mano says too when he talks about starting uh, all things. Is he just um, he was craving content? He wanted there. He was like, I'm so into this. He was in that phase where he just wanted to like consume as much as he possibly could. And he was like, well, then, then, I'll, then I'll just make it. And I think my philosophy has been, I want something to look back on. And I want, you know, in case things don't continue, just to have some sort of legacy, I mm -hmm. suppose. Because, I mean, I don't know. You, you never know. Would I, would I like to think that we'll still be doing this in 20 years? Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Will it Will it change or be different? Yeah, probably. You know, it might not be this. We not be may, maybe lucky enough to meet uh, meet weekly and stuff. So, I don't know. There's so, um there's lots of different reasons I think behind wanting to start. So you rolled in for the fall brawl and got hooked up immediately. Then hooked in. I I got hooked, and you know, honestly, I've been to almost every event we've had since then, yeah. with maybe one or two exceptions. Um, it was just after that initial event where the announcement was made uh, for the middle school format. And so I was able to get in into that early on, and yeah. you know I've been to almost You've all won of the two school. of those events, right? Uh, I, I think I just won one of just them. Just one. Okay. Um, I, I've placed reasonably highly in a couple of others, yeah, but okay. I think it was just one, one victory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. That was a lot of fun. So, d would you classify yourself as more spiky or spicy or, or what? Like, what's your ethos? I, I go there to have fun. I mean, honestly, I, I, I work a job that's very high stress, sure. and, and this is really a way for me to, to just kind of unwind, and, and I have no interest in being spiky or, or playing super competitively. Yeah. I, I do this because I want to I have fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that about you. Like, you have, like, this, like, sense of peace, I would say. It's, like, it's, ve it's very obvious that you are just looking to, like, relax. It's not part of... It's not part of like your identity. It's not the be all end all. You don't need 
winning to be validated. You just truly want to have like a enjoyable experience. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to build a competitive deck and use some decent cards. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes that's necessary to compete with uh, the other guys in the group. But yeah. um, th- that's, you know, winning is certainly not everything. I'm, I'm here to, to just relax and have fun. That's, See, I, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because I would have pinned you. I, I would have described you more as a spike. Um, okay. maybe, but maybe no, and that, that's not like not in terms of like coming uh, from one of course yeah exactly it takes one to know one right but no like in our battles it's always been like pretty tight tightly fought and like two dudes grimacing trying to eke out a W mm-hmm. you know um, but obviously yeah you're much uh, better mannered than I am <laughs> <laughs> if you were watching any of the games that I played today against Mike or yeah. against Jayco or anybody yeah. like that then uh, there were plenty of losses don't worry yeah okay <laughs> um, yeah uh, that's sweet. Um, so speaking of things coming full circle and, and new stuff happening, you folks in the Bay area have really been championing this singleton format yeah, and it's, and it's something it, it strikes me as a new idea that was proposed and has really firmly taken hold. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like it's now part of the old school canon well it if i could interject real quick i mean it goes back so like even in the early early old school days it was kind of there but not in an organized fashion oh yeah like there would be people like looking for pickup games of singleton or highlander as we called it back then um so it was there but it was never any didn't have like a robust rule set like you guys have Mm. um it was just interesting to see how that little um you know, sub format has come together. Yeah. Can you, can you speak a little bit to how, um, why do you think it's stuck around? Is the tone a little bit Um, different? Well, I think there's a couple of factors. One is that we weren't the only ones kind of doing it kind of like Matt said, right? Um, like, uh, it, um, not only were people just kind of playing casual things, but I know out in, uh, out on the East coast, they were playing, uh, what, what do they call that format where, it's 60 card decks, but you have like a, it's like EDH, but 60 card decks. Brawl. There we go. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Mini so, commander. Kind yeah. Of. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so they were, they were playing that out there. So I think there was a little bit of, um, like combining of those, uh, things totally. as, as far as like getting things going. Right. Um, the reason we decided to play it at all was we were kind of looking for something that was a little more, I don't know, it, not only different, but also something that felt a little more casual. Um, yeah, that's sort of what I was speaking to. Yeah, and and uh, I know I know for me, like I didn't own any power when I was a kid, right? And I, I knew I knew one guy that had one. He was I just talking about this earlier when we were playing today, but uh, he was like the suitcase guy, right? Like I think like every <laughs> store had one, right? Where they came with a suitcase of cards, and uh, he was the only one that had power. Only guy I knew then that had power, and. Uh, uh, you know, and they were all like in like really thick cases. So if you ever like played a deck with them, it was all in, in like the, you know, in uh, uh, top loaders. Yeah. Oh, and it sure. was, it was insane. Right. <laughs> so this, that, that's Black my early memory of that. But I didn't actually own any, like I, I had uh, the first cards I bought actually were, uh, that I owned were fourth edition cards. So like I even missed the dual lands. Right. Um, and up until that point, I'd just been playing with my friend's cards and stuff. So like I'd seen some other things, but it, you know, a lot of those things were like these, mysterious enigmatic you know thing that just like you know that, that, that were kind of you'd heard about them from somebody or whatever you'd seen them before but you'd never got to play with them and that sort of thing so um so a lot of my decks from that time period were really just like these ramshackled things with like just whatever stuff i had together you know and and uh uh 
obviously Singleton's not exactly that, but it definitely kind of brings me back to that style of, of play. There's a little bit of that spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was it today? We were playing some Singleton and you chaos orbed my Mesa Pegasus, was it? Right, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, there's still crazy shit that, like, yeah. in, in any normal constructed old school environment, uh, competitive environment, you would just not see that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of old school players who just take joy from watching weird cards interact with each other. Oh, yeah. And, and I think a big part of Singleton and, you know, EDH, too, to an extent, is just... It, it, it's just so pleasurable to to be like I you know I don't know I, I can't come up with something trying like to sort through the the board state and the dominoes is part of the allure yeah you know yes. it's not just like I have a guy bash bolt your guy bash it's yeah. like there's like, once you've everybody's kind of built up their defenses and you're kind of, you're like probing the perimeter trying to find the weak spot like mm-hmm. what you did with the goblin balloon brigade like oh yeah seven yeah, turns yeah. in a row he <laughs> could just get that one guy through yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it's just bleeding me dry. Yeah, Dom has described EDH as being almost this cooperative story. Mm. It's like people almost... A little bit, yeah. Like, people are trying to engineer these crazy situations where, like, somebody wins the game with Rushing River or whatever. It's like we, we... want to actually see this weird stuff. And I'll throw a mini shout out to Shane who won uh, our EDH game uh, earlier this week with Banshee, which is like, I forget what it does, but it's like nice. oh, X, wow. it's, a, it's an X spell or an X creature with an X ability where it deals X damage to a creature or, or to a target and then half back to you. So he did his typical Shane life gain <laughs> pillow fortress and then used Banshee to wipe people out because he could just, he just, you know, stood above them in life total. That is so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would really love to see like circle protection black at that. Yeah, no shit, it's right? Like, it's, it's like uh, orchestra. Don't give him right? ideas. Yeah. Don't encourage him. <laughs> he's already like the most uh, pillow fortressy guy. Sure. So he's on a heater too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's won like eight or nine now. Can't take him down. Banshee's no. not too bad. It was in I think two of the top eight decks from Singleton at Chalice last year. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, oh, it's, really? it's like Sweet. a reasonable card. I think it's definitely playable. Yeah. Um, Better than Kumbaji witches. Uh. Probably not. No. I mean, yeah, the witches are, are pretty reasonable. Um, uh, Do they have power or are they O2s? They're 1-3s. They, they're 1-3s. <laughs> get some, oh, get they get kill Savannah line. Yeah. No shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah to, Brick to, Boss to, Factory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and can kill it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, let's bring Andy in on the, on the Singleton stuff because you played at our SoloCon event, which was our Lord's foray into Singleton this past summer. And you got what second? Second I know place. You whipped my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was playing uh, good old red green beats. Yeah. Take uh, note that whenever you beat Moss at a tournament, he internalizes it forever and holds it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think I flooded out against Dan. <laughs> of course. Oh, taking the high road. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I said. T- that's why I made the comment earlier about him having a, a higher degree of moral fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was a lot of the standard sort of red-green cards, but I remember one of the highlights being um, <clears throat> Dragon Whelp, um, you know, in any format where there's not eight lightning bolts uh, floating around. You know, three three toughness yeah. creatures are pretty solid. So yeah. right. Dragon Whelp was solid, and, you know, a lot of the other typical ones. So I got lucky. That's great. I, I also, I think I played with Dragon Whelp in, um, when I played in California, Singleton. Mm. Dom just handed me a, a mono red deck. I didn't have anything yeah. put together. Right. That deck was fun. I'll probably do the same thing. Mm. I I had an Aladdin that I <laughs> s- s- slunk into the deck, which was actually really good. Yeah, that's a good card. Aladdin was good. 
So what, uh, tell me about you guys testing the Singleton format and kind of how you ended up on your uh, ban, I shouldn't say restricted list, ban list. Yeah. Uh, well, but, you know, we played it maybe, I don't know, for a few months before Chalice last year. And uh, I can actually say last year now. It's been yeah, confusing sure. since yeah, it's yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So actually last year. Uh, yeah, we, we played it for a while and it was actually kind of interesting. I feel like... Um, most of the band list, I mean, we started with it. It was, it seemed fairly obvious. Like we wanted to make sure that, you know, it wasn't just playing a bunch of power, right? And so we kind of just got rid of that yeah. uh, to begin with. Uh, the only exceptions were if you compared the r normal restricted cards to, to what we have banned, um, you, know, you can play Wheel and Twister, which are a lot less egregious when you don't have moxes and stuff. Yeah, right? they're honestly just uh, fun cards to yeah, play with. Yeah, exactly. So, so we wanted to leave those in and... Um, there's a few few other things that uh, that are different between the two, but but we really started with uh, with uh, the list that we had for for Chalice, and mm -hmm. and we didn't change anything until right after Chalice, and then we we banned Soul Ring, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is an yeah. There there mistake, were there actually. were many groans I think on the tournament floor yeah. that day regarding the tournament right, Soul Ring. I mean, everyone could have one, right? And so, but it, you uh, get it in your two turns ahead. Yeah, right away. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I drew Soul Ring a lot that day. Hmm. Yes, yeah. that is something I that is something I very closely remember. My my success that day that probably was predicated on that. Probably, certainly I mean, wasn't gamesmanship. I mean, maybe certainly wasn't <laughs> tactical <sportsmanship>. decision making. <laughs> it was just loud mouthing <laughs> the entire time. Um, yeah, so to uh, to jump on to another uh, new development in old school this year from. The this year being 2020. 2020. Or we're looking back now. What are we? What year are we in? I'm looking. I'm looking back to 2019. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, you know the the luminaries in Sweden have uh, just finally released every spoiled card in a curated set from cards uh, from what is it? Fallen Empires to Visions or Mirage? Weatherlight. 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 That they call scryings. It's maybe around like 140 cards or something, and it's this attempt to create an expansion pack uh, on top of old school in the hopes of, you know, changing changing the format up. And and it's it's a big what if, you know. I, I think a lot of us look at these old cards and say, man, if only that were four toughness, or you know, maybe one to two mana cheaper, and. Uh, this is, I think this kind of sorts of, it, it, it's, Scrying sort of brings that fantasy to life, I guess, in a way. It's, um, so I, I, when I think about it, I'm not dying to play with those cards specifically, but I think it sets a really interesting precedent hmm. in, um, you actually do get to kind of change and, and tweak things and insert cards into this format if you want. Yeah, you can do absolutely whatever you want as long as you can get enough players to fire an event. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, wh when I heard about that set, I was like, huh? It sounded kind of weird conceptually, but I was like, okay, change is, and weird stuff is always inherently worth trying. And then like the, the set was kind of like dripping and dripping out i'm like oh, this is kind of hard to follow i just want to see the whole list you know uh -huh. but i i will admit as skeptical as of the rollout as i was then like a couple pieces would come out be like oh fuck that sounds awesome yeah and it's <laughs> and it engineers that you know excitement yeah I think, of, of for, for me it was um 
Phyrexian Dreadnought and my boy, the Lord of Tressorhorn. Because I'm thinking of that uh, uh, combo with Illusionary Mask yeah. to stifle the ETB trigger. Right. Um, and then I saw the entire list a couple days ago and um, it's like 95 reanimator is basically fully, that's like my favorite deck for 95. Um, as you know, um, and, uh, as Carter knows, <laughs> sure, dude. um, and like that deck is basically fully realized as I would play it in our 95 events, except for the one demonic consultation. Hmm. So it's like, and with, and it's, it, the scryings are usually under European rules, right? So one strip mine. So it's like makes the bazaars even more powerful. So you just yeah. mold a bazaar and then you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. So I'm fired up. I, I actually am looking forward to trying this um, this thing out at some point if we can get. I'm sure we'll be able to get enough people interested, but it'll take a little cajoling, maybe. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely, we definitely will. Um, yeah, it. I, you know, some people will probably critique it and would say, well, we might as well just play 95 or or, or 96. 96 or I, that sounds pretty sick too, though. But like the thing is, it's it's a conversation starter or it's a Kickstarter or a catalyst to just doing more weird shit. Because even right. if you're like, well, why would I want to play Scryings when I could play 95 or 96? Well, those are both sick ass weird formats too. Mm-hmm. So it's like in any way you're getting to change, it, you know, regardless of the path you're taking to get there, trying something different is inherently good. Yeah, like I said, it's just a it's just a really good precedent, and I hope it just gets other people's you know wheels spinning. I think a lot of it gears grinding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if playing against that stupid reanimator deck yeah. will definitely get my gears grinding <laughs> for sure. And and don't worry, Andy. Going back to your story from the first fall brawl, um, if Carter locked you out, I got revenge in your in <laughs> your you. honor with the reanimator <laughs> deck. <laughs> And I always tell this story, but I'll tell it just for my own pleasure here and for Mike's benefit. But and, uh, and to my detriment. Oh yeah, yeah. Carter plays Stasis. I'm like, all right, sick. I have like a what a Dance of the Dead, um, Deep Spawn or something, you know. So it's like a, a seven seven. Yeah. And uh, you know, I skip my untap step, but with Dance of the Dead, I untap him on the upkeep, and so I'm just playing playing my lands out, drawing the lands, playing the lands, untapping him, and just crushing him. I thought that Stasis would be so good against the Reanimator deck, but I forgot <laughs> because I, I I feel like I'd only played against like maybe foreign versions of Dance of the Dead mm. for some reason or another. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd never. It's just the the classic angle shot of fucking the Jaconian strategy. The Jaconian angle shot of <laughs> using foreign cards and then just saying, "Oh no, it's the same as Animate Dead." No, it's not. <laughs> in our in our mirror match, I had to remind him that he had to pay. He just went to untap his whatever. Uh, uh, Dance of the Dead, whatever creature, you know, on his untapped stuff. I'm like, no, you got to pay. He's like, what? And then we had to look it up on fucking Gatherer. I knew <laughs> so, it. Yeah, I knew it. So I'm sure he won. He won that event, but we'll just retroactively add an asterisk because he probably <laughs> because he had probably a likely couple, played Dance yeah. of the Dead as just a better reanimated yes, that yes. makes it come in with a counter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll get off the soapbox now. <laughs> Um, another uh, idea that we've been brewing around in Chicago, and this t- takes, I would say, some amount of inspiration from the the Neos monthly leagues, which is um, what we're calling Lords Leagues. A um, they're like ten person brackets that we're going to play um, off against each other in round robin style in person. Mm. And we're opening it up to a variety of formats. Middle school, old school, vintage, legacy, 
modern kind of whatever whatever will fill and and fire actually i don't think there's even an old school league mm-hmm. i think it's purposely not right now issuing no. it just to hmm. stir things up yeah i think they're bob you were trying to get a pioneer league too right so it's right it's, it's like any any do you have two people <laughs> all right well sick format dude <laughs> uh, but yeah it is it's uh just uh i think i think it's kind of fun to inject a little bit of a competitive uh tilt to casual games bragging rights exactly i think i think we all are good enough friends with each other where you know nobody's going to take it personally and honestly yeah some 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 bragging rights to to be gained just from casual meetups is probably probably pretty fun Mm -hmm. i would say uh i think it helps yeah it just helps things get uh get solidified and um, it's just, I think, uh, I think there could possibly be a time when just meeting up and jamming games gets a little bit of stale. So this new thing that we're trying, I think is just to get a little bit of, of structure in there just to, just to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do play a lot of different formats. So this kind of adds a little bit more organized structure on top of it. Like just at our meetup today, we had vintage, regular old school, singleton, middle school, like mm-hmm. just a like a random casual day, we had four formats firing all at the same time. Yeah, it, it, it truly has gone beyond just being an old school club at this point. It's just natural that people's tastes are... Have you kind of set your sights beyond the 93-94 carpool? Well, it's kind of ebbed and flowed over uh-huh. time out in the Bay. Uh, for a while, we were definitely, you know, I'd say maybe 50% of the games were old school. And then we'd, you know, have some singleton games going on. And then um, for a while, a handful of people were into pre-modern. Uh, and that was mostly, we had one guy who actually ran the, like the first like webcam tournament for mm. it. And then like oh, yeah, right yeah, after yeah. that, uh, this Cliff, uh, he was just like, eh, I'm not that interested. <laughs> He's like, it's, a lot of, it's a lot yeah. of work to do that yeah, stuff. He's not know? interested in the format or in, yeah, or in, in running events. Uh, well, maybe, it is a lot of work. Maybe yeah. both. It is okay. a lot of work. Yeah. But uh, but he just hasn't really had decks together either. So he sure. just kind of moved on from it, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and same with everybody else that was kind of playing it with him. Uh, we've all just sort of moved on to that, uh, moved on from that. So uh, and even... Up until, you know, we were doing all the planning for Chalice, I mean, we hadn't even really been playing a ton of Singleton. Like, I would always bring it yeah. with me, you know, and I think it's a nice, uh, I think that the Singleton, uh, one of the things I like about it is that, like, the Singleton decks are borderline good enough to play against, like, a not fully optimized old school deck. So it's, like, nice to have when, like, you know, uh, somebody else wants to, like, you still want to play something that, like, you're trying to test or whatever, you know, but, like, mm-hmm. but somebody else is bringing something, spi- yeah. you know, spicy, and you don't want to, like... Don't want to just jam hymns against them, or what you know, whatever you're trying to avoid, you know. And uh, so it's a good, it's a good middle ground. I, I like that about it, actually. Yes, so. it's a, it's a great practice to bring like you know a fun deck and a good deck, mm-hmm. just in in general, to yeah. make sure that everything is lining up the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So so yeah, right now it's it's been pretty. <laughs> pretty much just uh, regular old school, I think. So. We've had we've had. Um, but, sorry, if I could interject right there. So no, regular old school, but you guys play with um, 
unrestricted recall, right? And that's the only difference, right? I think that's the only difference now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else you're looking at or testing? Well, no. The the difference before was Mazevith, but that changed. Oh yeah. Then we um, yeah we yeah. we we caught up to you guys. Yeah. Um, and then of course there was also the uh, Falling Star Rada, which now everybody seems to be using. Um, yes, that's uh, right. You guys I are. Forget who I think. The rearranging the cards. Yeah, I think, I think Elliot came up with that yeah. originally. Um, he was the um, impetus behind that. It's yeah. a cool gimmick. I like yeah, that. I mean, it makes it, it makes it good. I think it's actually a good card. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a very good card. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely had my fair share of groans playing mono green against, I don't know, just like a, like a red based aggressive deck, and I'm like, mm-hmm. seriously, they get a goddamn earthquake, <laughs> that yeah. that only that's one sided. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, this matchup was like, you know, close enough. Yeah. Well, was, we were playing Singleton earlier, me and Bob, and he uh, blew up two of my guys and killed his own rook egg. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty baller. <laughs> and there's, 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 a, there's that little backdoor uh, utility that it has where it can tap. You know, if it just, it, it mm-hmm. like you uh, you drop it on Bob's Sheevan Dragon, it doesn't kill it, but it taps it, and you can get through and get the damage in there. Sure. I um, play a bunch of stasis, obviously, and I've been thinking about toying around with like a main deck creature removal package because I found that I would lose a lot of games to just, you know, Kurt Apes and Pixies and, mm-hmm. and Lions. And f- I've actually been f- wanting to test Falling Star because even if the creature is big, it can get tapped down and locked under stasis yep. too. That's cool. Seems pretty dope. <laughs> Coming to a table near you. Coming to a top <laughs> table near you. <laughs> Um, awesome. Yeah. So just to just to kind of put a put a bow on that idea, it's like try new stuff, set a precedent. Other people get ideas. Now there's you know a nearly two hundred person online webcam tournament just because people tried out something and it cultivated interest. And now at every you know one of our local meetups, there's you know five or six formats being played just because somebody said hey this this might be fun and I think we're all richer for for that diversity. We're all poor from playing <laughs> all these poor, formats. Our, our, our wallets are, de- yes, are definitely a little poor. lighter. Yeah, so some of those middle school cards. I'm like seriously intuition. Like, am I actually going to buy this? Oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Oh lord, I'm a fucking idiot. I bought those damn intuitions to play tricks. And I've just been losing so much. I'm just—it's so awful. It's just the worst beat of like. Oh, what, 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 the way I derive, I drive my most joy from watching your angst on this because like when you're, you get so pissed because you're losing so much, but then when you win, you don't even enjoy that because it's not the deck doesn't win in a fun way. You just counter a shitload of spells and draw a ton of cards and your opponent's like, okay, cool. And you're like, I guess I win. It's true. I haven't had the experience of, because maybe you've had this where you're you're like playing a deck and you know that it bothers your opponent, you know? Sure. Like there's just some decks that you play. Sometimes it's like a prison deck or a or a control deck. Mm-hmm. It depends on like each person's taste. Like some yeah. people hate losing to curd apes and strip mines and you just know that like you're playing the deck that they hate. Yeah, you're pushing their specific button. It's very, it's yes. their specific yeah. button. And I've felt that as I play tricks, every single person who I play against, I'm having that experience with. <laughs> Where it's like, for some reason, like someone who's very sweet, like Dan, will just be like, I hate losing to this deck, dude. <laughs> I've never heard him say anything like that before. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like a combo control, but there's just something so upsetting about like I gain 20 and then 
you lose 20. Mm-hmm. I think it's just such a, I don't know. It's so goddamn disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I like, not only is the deck bad, but it's, it's totally true. Like I feel bad like, yeah. <laughs> waiting with it. And I'm stuck with it now because I bought the fucking intuitions and I, and I haven't quite thought of another, another hope for them. It's like this like ugly jacket that I have to wear every day. Well, it's also like instantaneously over, right? When yeah. you do that, right? So there's no, there's no like. Not if your opponent has enough lands to be paying for that upkeep. That's true. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's actually one of the most frustrating parts about playing the stupid deck is you can donate somebody the illusions. Mm-hmm. I, I okay, I did it. Like I pulled off my combo. But, but you dead. don't. You could still lose if you're like way behind on board, yeah. and they just pay it for four turns and like hit you for twelve or whatever. And here comes my acroma. Yeah, just bash <laughs> you in the head some more. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, try try new stuff. It's all good. Uh, the other article that I wanted to talk about was the most recent tournament that we had, which is the second party of the Pit Lords that um, Moss helped us host at uh, the Mars Brewery in Bridgeport, which is a really beautiful neighborhood of, of it is, Chicago. Yeah. And it's home to uh, Daly's, right? Former mayors? I uh, wouldn't be surprised. I think my old lady told me that. That's right, isn't it, Bob? Yeah. So it's got a little bit of historical, political significance. And our boy, Brandon Sanders, lives down there. And we've never run an event on the south side, mm-hmm. so we wanted to throw a, throw a bone to him. Yeah, he's it, he's definitely a person that's worth um, making a little bit of extra. Room yeah, he's for been commuting because, up here for years. So. Right, right. You know, you I always got to feel for him. So same with Slack too. When he lived in Hyde Park, yeah, it was like I always felt like, oh God, is there a way to get down there just so he isn't constantly, yeah, out and around. Now the event was great. It was just standard EC old school. Uh, we did five rounds. Uh, Enrique Flores, who's another Southsider. He won it 5-0 on a uh, Grixis Trolls disco list. Pretty, yeah, we pretty standard build. Yeah. pretty counter heavy actually. A lot of blue in it. Yeah, I think he was playing. I think he was playing with Counterspell. Um, and great deck. He, he stomped me really easily. Um, and yeah, it was badass to defend the the home turf. I felt that like straight EC old school still felt very fresh and, and well we hadn't played it in a while i mean we yeah. played it at the old school ball but we hadn't had a lords only just standard ass old school event in in a bit like i'm loath to admit it but like your deck i was like there's ah oh, there's something kind of satisfying about playing yeah. like white weenie i don't i don't know i'm like yeah. oh, i'm kind of like jealous of your of your of your deck you've well, gone like full <laughs> full circle basically right? kind of shit, right yeah <laughs> like i'm i'm like i'm ready to do that again like i'm ready to to start at the very beginning well, i finished my play set of thunder spirits sometime earlier in 19 <clears throat> excuse me and i was like all right when the fuck am i ever going to use these cards it's got to be in a white weenie because it's double white you know so i wanted to use those and the crusades and the you know you just fill in the blanks for the rest yeah, there's just something there's just something about it that's like very elegant. Except, of course, playing tundras and cities of brass and <laughs> splashing, <laughs> splashing for two blue cards. <laughs> Time walk, ancestral understanding. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they did a lot of business for me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you happen to draw those ones? Oh, I get an extra turn. I want to blow up your only land. I want to play a third one, two one for one. Licked your your <laughs> sapphire to ancestral, <laughs> like Pez managed. Well, to I, do I cut I cut to too. sapphire too. So, <laughs> yeah. You got to bend the corner a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, we, um, that, uh, and I, we, we sort of mentioned this in the, in the last, uh, in the last pit cast, but that tournament was the, was the recap of this, 
toy drive season. Several we hosted several tournaments up to that point. Collected a huge stack of toys. Moss took this awesome picture. And Bob. And Bob Bob took the picture too. Or no, no, yeah, Bob was in the photo in the background. I, I photoshopped him out though. No, he helped me with the delivery though. Oh, cool. Yes, yes, of course. Because it was like a full truckload of stuff. It was yeah. sick. Yeah, them, yeah, super, super satisfying, fun. And yeah, it uh, Cradles to Crayons was the name of the of the charity that we. Yeah, gave. I I called ahead of my. You know, I'm gonna have this big grip. I set up a time to bring it, and then like I showed up, and they must have forgot because they're like, "What the hell is this? This like gnarly looking dude just showed <laughs> up with like a couple grand in toys." And did you get that uh, impression, Bob? Yeah, yeah. So gnarly dude. I was like, the, "Oh yeah, guys yeah, are creep." For yeah, sure. the guy's a total creep. <laughs> is this guy even allowed to be near a playground? There is something. There is something about a bearded man, a lanky bearded man, yeah, no showing shit. up with a truck full of. It's almost like it's like, <laughs> can I deliver these in person? <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Give me the addresses. I'll drop them off myself. It's yeah. like you feel bad for something that yeah. you did. It's like I'm. <laughs> this is penance for. <laughs> yeah. For past crime. No shit, man. <laughs> God damn it. You must feel really bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, that sort of that sort of uh, wraps up the the topics of con. Cheers to uh, Killer Twenty Twenty. I can't wait to get out to the Bay Area with you and Bob. Yeah. With me, me and Bob, and to to see you. I'm super excited to do that tournament yeah, it again. Should, should be awesome. I I really need it too, dude. I need that sunshine right <laughs> yeah. now. I feel like. Drained and well, enervated. Hopefully, it's actually sunny this year. Last year was. I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. But uh, oh god, I mean, I that that hike that we took in the in the redwoods is still yeah, like, really sick. clear in my mind. So I cannot wait to get back and do that. Yeah. And uh, I will see your ass in the leagues, oh, Mr. Yeah. McDougal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for both of you for being on the on the podcast. It was a yeah, real pleasure having you. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, yeah man. total blast. Fun. Cool. Well, signing off. Hold it right there. It's me, Johnny. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. Two scoops, sir? Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. It's gardenias, Johnny. Your favorite. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? I was singing at the Blue Monkey last night. She was not. She was smooching with your brother. You was here. And you were smooching with my brother. That's a dirty rotten lie, Johnny. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. I could go on forever, baby. You got me all wrong. All right. I believe you. But my Tommy gun don't. Johnny, you're the only duck in my pond. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. Baby, I'm over the moon for you. You gotta do better than that. If my love was an ocean, Lindy'd have to take two airplanes to get across it. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. <gasps> That's why I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. She's rapid. One. <gasps> two. <laughs> Three. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.
and a happy new year. not so sweet so I turned myself to face me but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test change Change it, 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 change it,